Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Margaret Penda, and today I have the honor of introducing you to Maria Artul. Maria is originally from Israel and now lives in London. She graduated in 2019 with a degree in visual communication with an emphasis in studio art and a minor in art history. She just founded and became CEO of her new company, International Body of Art LTD, where she seeks to revolutionize the online community and create a platform for not only talented new artists to showcase their creations, but also for hopeful investors to start their collection journey. I'm super excited to have her on the podcast. So officially welcome to the podcast, Maria. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. So obviously, congratulations on your new venture. And for those listening, I will um, link the website below so they can check it out. And I thought it was super cool because when I was on your website, I was reading that the company actually stemmed from a university project. And Mm -hmm. I was wondering if you could tell us more about the interplay between being at university and now what you do today. For sure, for sure. Um, I've had a class with the wonderful Professor Fossil. Um, It was a travel class and it was about art collecting. Um, We went to Amsterdam, that travel. And after we came back, we went to about probably no less than 12 museums, 12 art galleries. And yeah, we learned pretty a lot about the art market during that class. And then the final project was to, um, I think if I'm not um, wrong, it was to create a company, to create a platform that doesn't exist or that does exist, but what we, we what would we improve in it? Um, so yeah, so me and my friend, um, Sarah Al-Urfi, we came up with this idea of creating um, an art platform and we sell art only through auctioning and there's like a few days for one piece of art to be sold, this and this and that. And yeah, so we created this whole presentation for it. It was super cool. We did um, a lot of research. We came up with a very cool idea and that was it. We just presented it. Everyone liked it. The professor liked it, but that was it. Literally, we, we didn't take it any further than that. Um, then we graduated. I moved to Italy after that. And um, I think Corona happened, COVID happened. And for seven months, I was in lockdown by myself for seven months. Um, and that's where where we got back the idea of actually creating the company um, because we did a lot of research and we, we worked hard on it. And it was always on, on the back of my mind, this whole thing, this whole project. And yeah, so thanks to COVID, um, thanks for the lockdown, um, we came up with the idea of actually creating the company. And here we are today, one year after. <laughs> yeah, exciting. And yeah. what was the process like, you know, researching and create, like actually creating a legitimate structure? How okay, was- so... The funny thing is that you go in it, you always like, oh, I'm just creating a company, right? Sounds so easy. Oh, I know everything. I went to school. I took art classes. It, it sounds easy. It's not. And the minute you start, you realize how much you don't know. And you are going to do extreme amount of mistakes. But there's no one to stop you, right? Because in your head, oh, I'm doing everything perfectly. This makes so much sense. Then you do it, you go for it, you put money here, there, do this, that. But then um, you realize that, no, you're not doing the right thing, but you can't stop here, right? 
this is one big mistake. You move on, you make sure you don't do it again and then figure out another idea. So the whole process was, okay, we're just going to start a small um, um, Instagram page just to see how people respond. We'll, we'll start posting um, few content about our pieces here, here and there while in the background we will be um, developing the idea of the company, we'll be working on research. Um, so yeah, um, while we did the Instagram, um, I decided to open the company in the UK, in London. Um, beside that, London is, is my favorite place in the, in the world. Um, it's a, an amazing place for artists, an amazing place for collectors, an amazing place to open a startup in general. Um, so we started doing the whole research of the art market, how it is now, how, how, how many people are buying, how many people are selling um, everything about millennials, about my age, about younger people. Um, and then there's a problem of how am I going to actually get it to the UK? Who's going to actually give me an opportunity to just go to the UK and open a business? Um, so yeah, and then you go into the process of finding someone that will endorse you, someone that will believe in your idea. Um, and that's a whole other well, five, four months process. Um, but yeah, you just, you can't give up if you, if you believe in something, I think this much, if you see a potential in something, um, yeah, you, you, you wouldn't give up and yeah, one year after we made it. Um, yeah, but it's, it's been a hell of a process. And the most important thing is that you need to know, doesn't matter how much, you know, of course, the more, you know, the better, but, um, you're going to do a lot of mistakes, a lot of, um, um, silly mistakes and not so silly mistakes but yeah and how does it feel to know that you know someone believed in your idea and you're able and you were able to actually bring this like thing to life how did that feel <laughs> it's scarier I think when no one believes in it but just you so it makes it only in your head but when you see that people are actually believing in it it puts extra pressure on you um it puts um yeah it's i think a lot of pressure on meeting those expectations your own and also other people so do not let yourself down do not let um the people that you promise down uh but as 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 much as hard as it is i think it's also an, an incredible feeling at the same time because you're so scared but i think that fear drives you to to go forward that fear um, pushes you to continue every day to wake up every day to do to do it all over again um, and to push um, yeah um, it's scary but it's it's a wonderful feeling um, it's really yeah yeah it's not no, easy it's not, to explain yeah no it sounds amazing and I was wondering so for people listening what's the best way that they can connect with international body of art of course, we are at the moment everywhere. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. You can go on our website. You can phone us. You can WhatsApp us. Um, you can email us. Um, yeah, we're, we're not that hard <laughs> to, to get in touch with. Um, yeah, you can find us everywhere. Um, yeah, and um, I didn't clarify that the, our mission and the whole reason we, we created this company was um, because when, when I was in Franklin, 
right? Um, I took way too many art classes. Um, and I don't think it's ever way, like too much. But yeah, at some point, um, you reach to a conclusion that there's absolutely something incredibly wrong with this whole market, with the, with the whole art market. Um, it's extremely exclusive. It's It doesn't invite, it doesn't support young people. It doesn't support people that actually want to start collecting. It, it's just very exclusive. It wants to be that way, of course, because the people who control the art market, they want to do all of these illegal activities that it's used to um, doing and using the market for. And it's so sad, you know, such a beautiful thing um, as 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 big as international um um it, it doesn't give opportunity to the future generation and yeah that, that what drived the whole idea that what drived um the creation of international body of art is to change that we don't want to clash you know we don't want to clash with the with the existing market why don't we create our own and and yeah that's that's the mission we're on right now that's amazing. And actually, I was wondering, what do you have a team of people? Like, what went into that, or is it just you and your part and um, like a partner? Like, how does your team look? Yeah, so I'm actually working with with one of um, Franklin alumni, Hava Hava Mansuri. Okay. Um, yeah, she's the copywriter for the company. She's wonderful, wonderful. Um, she's very creative, um, and it's very easy to communicate with her. And I'm also working with a guy from Saudi Arabia. He's the CTO of the company. So basically a team of three people. Um, I do everything. Hava does the copywriting and Faris does um, everything that has to do with technology. Um, so website maintenance, all of that. And yeah, it's, it's been wonderful finding these two very talented individuals and on the other side, if I need something that I can access, if I need something help with, I will either work with a fr freelancer or will will find um, a small also startup company here in London, um, in England in general, and we'll work with them. But yeah, as a team, we're we're three people um, for now, and of course, we're looking to expand um, as soon as we um, start making our mark on the market. Nice, nice. I didn't realize that you were working with Hava. That's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's Real wonderful. experience. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about, going back a bit, about your um, kind of academic background, because I thought it was mm -hmm. super cool. You went to Franklin, of course, but you also mm -hmm. went to um, university in Cambridge, Angela Ruskin, is that mm -hmm. how you say it? Angela yeah. Ruskin, yeah. And then Florence University of Arts in Italy. And yeah. I was kind of wondering, like, how did these three university experience kind mm -hmm. of shape what you're doing today or, you know, how you're a professional in, in the world today? Yeah. Um, actually, I, I finished my high school and then I went to Anglia Ruskin, the campus in London, but it's the university in, in Cambridge. Um, I did marketing there because, I don't know, in my head it was like my family owns a business, so it makes so much sense to go into business and do marketing and 
yeah, and I graduated with that, but I didn't feel like I was ready enough for, for the world. I was very young at the time, and I still still didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And I didn't feel ready. I didn't feel like I know enough about the world to actually go and just start it like that. And then I decided to go to Franklin. Um, I think it was the best move I've ever, the best decision I've ever taken. Um and yeah, also in Franklin, I didn't know what I wanted to, to major in. I didn't know what I wanted to do. But then I reached a certain point, I think, in my second, um, se- at the end of my second year, where it was very evident that I'm leaning towards and I'm doing all my classes in art and art history. And yeah, I, I took that approach from there. Then I um, graduated from Franklin um, and I still don't know what I want to do, which, which is funny. Yeah. And then I went to Florence University um, and I did a photography course for one year. Um, and when, when I finished, yeah, when I, actually when I finished, it was when COVID started. And I don't know, you just sit with yourself and put all of those experiences together, right? You... Um, and during my time in, in Florence, I, I um, got to um, exhibit my work in a really good um, exhibition in Rome. Um, they called me and I won, yeah, the best artist or something. Um, and then after that, people started calling. You want to put your art here, here and there. And I I got to enter the award. I got to enter to see how unfair it is for a young artist so let's say a, a gallery will call me like, okay, we want to put your work, but you have to pay us. I'm like, why do I have to pay if you want to put my work? <laughs> um, first of all, second of all, we want to put your work and you have to put the price between this and this. I'm like, what, why do you get to decide that? Second of all, and then we want to put your work, and, but we're going to take 60% if we sell it. I'm like, but I spent around 12 months on one project and you're getting 60% out of it. Um, so, yes, yeah, the more you enter this whole world, the more you see how unfair it is. Um, but I went with it just to see what actually happens, how it goes. Nothing happens. Nothing happens, really. They just take your money and, and that's about it. Um, and, yeah, and then you said, I sat with myself at some point and just went through all of these experiences, all of the, the education that I was very fortunate um, to get. And um, it was, I don't know, it was just, when you put them all together, it makes so much sense to do and open this company. Because um, since I was young, I was very, very terrible, terrible in working for people. And I'm not saying it's a good thing. It's a <laughs> terrible thing. Very terrible. But um, yeah, um, uh, so yeah, it just made a lot of sense moving from the business to the art world to becoming um, a very small artist. It just made a lot of sense to me and um, the passion that I have um, for art, for the art world. I think I, I shouldn't ignore it any longer. Um, and I, yeah, I think everything arrived together at, at the perfect time. And yeah, <laughs> here we are. Yeah, here we are. And I was wondering, actually, what is your primary mode of art production for yourself as an artist? Like, what kind of art do you create? 
I do, I love doing all type of arts, but I'm terrible at mostly all of them except photography. Um, um, yeah, I, I mostly do art photography. Um, that's what I'm specialized in. I, of course, I love painting, sculpturing, um, everything along, uh, um, along those lines. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a mostly an art photographer. Um, but at the moment, I'm not pursuing that. At the moment, um, just on the side um, until, yeah, until we actually make, we build this company and be able to... Um, to i don't know take it forward make it bigger and then hopefully in the future i'll be able to pursue my my artist career yeah, yeah. making sure there's a room for everyone now and then yeah would be would make sure that there's one for me as well yeah and looking forward you know what is what do you where do you see your company going like what what do you think is on the, in the coming months for international body of art at large for sure um i the start is is very slow start right um especially in such a market and and working with young people and allowing them to trust you and and giving them hope and maintaining the hope so we have to take things very slowly we have to think about every move that we make we have to be able to include everyone and not neglect anyone um, but where we see it, of course, we see it as this place that opens so many opportunities for young artists, that opens so many opportunities um, for young collectors that would love to invest and um, and see themselves as a collectors in the future. So what we see, we see it as this whole new market um, that will hopefully put a mark on the world, that will hopefully do um, a big change in the art market that is so much needed. Um, yeah, that's what we're trying to change, to bring people from all over the world together, not only a specific place or a specific um, type of people, but all artists together to, to, to support one another. Um, yeah, that's, that's hopefully the plan, the bigger picture of um, the baby steps that we're taking at the moment. I'm yeah. so excited. I wish you the best of luck in so And like I mentioned in the beginning, I will include all the information below on how people can kind of get connected with International Body of Art. Yes, everyone is welcome to contact yeah. us and be a part of um, International Body of Art family. Yeah, definitely. And thank you so much for sharing a bit of your story today here in the podcast. Um, I really for appreciate having it. Me. It's been wonderful. Yes, thank you. Well, cheers and best of luck, like I said. So much. Thank you. Cheers.